but at a very young age, um, I was like really into music and like sounds and you know instruments and I always wanted to like make stuff and um, that was my personality. Um, I always wanted, I was always curious about things and uh, so I didn't just accept, you know, I always wanted to know more. Um, and <laughs> I got lucky um, to, at a very young age, uh, encounter Reggie Moore, who is the Office of Violence Prevention Director here for the city uh, when I was in fifth grade. Um, I think that this is where like my life changed, you know, is where um, I, I started to encounter with people because um, I didn't have a father figure, um, I started to meet people that uh, kind of filled that void. Um, and Reggie Moore was one of those people early in my life in fifth grade where he, he and uh, Charlotte Moore, they were at Lee School, uh, Lee Elementary, and um, they were just, I, I don't know what, it, I, I can't explain life, you know, why so early in the game they were there, you know, and then fast forward to high school, I meet them again and they have an organization um, that, I immediately joined, um, and that's kind of how like my my childhood shifted. Um, you know, I could have been like everybody else out here in the community. I'm I'm, I'm from we're, we're currently on the 10th of McKinley, like five minutes away from where I grew up, 12th and North Avenue. Um, if you ride down there, um, it's kind of uh, well, you know there's a lot of construction, um, but it was a um, I mean, it's the 53206 zip code. I mean, that's the the buzzword. You know, everybody you know. Um, for me, it was the hood. Um, it was the, um, it's where I grew up at. Um, and it's where I made discoveries. Where I felt like I discovered myself. And um, I think it was a, um, at a young age, um, I, I, I was, I was um, very certain that I didn't want to stay there. You know, um, and I tried to f uh, figure out or create ways for myself to um, explore other uh, communities, you know. Um, and I think that joining Urban Underground and, and my relationship with Reggie Moore uh, helped, it helped me, it helped, I guess, guide me into a new, <laughs> or take me on a new path um, to uh, finding myself and finding the things that I like. What got me into the, the film, photography, streaming uh, industry was, was just curiosity. Um, it was uh, it was curiosity. Uh, it was opportunity. It was like this this moment in my my life where um, I spent since high school I was a DJ. So I spent uh, maybe t twelve years DJing and traveling the country and trying to you know figure out how to navigate through the music industry and you know I spent a lot of years doing that. Um, just to get to a point where I was just like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm kind of outgrowing that and I want more. Um, I had a girlfriend that um, we were in a relationship and I, I was, uh, she, she wanted to learn how to DJ. Um, I taught her how to DJ. She was a radio personality and I just thought her knowing how to DJ would be just an extra, you know, uh, piece for her to have. Um, and, and I taught her how to DJ and then she went on and became this DJ and was getting all these gigs and I didn't want to compete with her. Um, and it was around the time where I was kind of falling out of love with the music industry. And, and so um, I just said, you know, you do this, I'll pick up a camera and just film you doing this, which is how I began like filming anything. 
or doing anything with the camera. Um, it really was just, just like, all right, I, I don't know what to do at this point. I need to do something else. You know, I don't have a job. Can I work a job? I've been DJing and doing music industry stuff for so long. And, you know, um, I, I, I actually even tried to get a job and it didn't work out, you know. Um, so I, I, the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial side of me, um, it was like a six month period of time where I was just, I have a camera and a time and the internet. And I just got on there and just started like, YouTube and how to do this, how to do that, testing things, sh shooting fake music videos with myself just to see like, do I want to do this? No, I don't want to do that. You know, and just getting to know the camera and um, got lucky in 2016 um, with, you know, again, because I'm a creative and, you know, I used to be on like websites like producthunt.com every day, just looking for the next new thing. It was every day, there's just tons of new, technology, software, ideas, and stuff from creative that they put up on this website. And I would go on there just looking for things. And I guess the new thing was Facebook Live at the time, you know, and I had these, these uh, I had this camera, that was a 70D, Canon 70D, and I'm just like, man, you know, everybody's going live on their phones, and if I could figure out how to go live on this camera here, you know, I, I'm gonna probably change the game here. I get on YouTube and do some, you know, um, some, some searching and just trying to figure out um, my idea in my head and see that there are people that, that are doing this um, and they're trying to figure out the same thing. And I just kind of kind of went with the wave, you know, as, that, as, as those videos, you know, kept coming out, I kept watching and seeing where they were going with it. I learned something. Um, I, I, I would say, you know, in this, in this, in this market, I'm kind of one of the pioneers of live streaming, not streaming live, but the live streaming to Facebook in the social sense that, you know, um, for, for, for the purpose that I was doing it for, you know, I was, I was, you know, trying to be, you know, I wanted to be like the media for the community. It's, it's one of those moments where I, I learned some, I learned the technology of live streaming. So I had this conversation in my head, I, I told you, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be a video director. I don't want to be a filmmaker. Um, I don't want to, you know, what do I want to do with this camera is the conversation that I had with myself and I landed on the live stream. I think, I, I felt like that was the thing that is giving me the, the edge. I want, I'm an entrepreneur, so I have to do something that I have to stand out, you know, amongst the other people with cameras. And um, I had to start from the bottom and climb, it was, you know, you, you, you had to go to the nightclubs and shoot stuff and <laughs> had to do things that I didn't want to do with the camera just to, find out that I didn't want to do those things. Um, but to, to land on live streaming, um, 2016, there was the Sherman unrest, and it was the moment where I felt like I could use this the most. Um, dialogues, uh, conversations with the communities, I felt that uh, having this, this Facebook Live platform is perfect you know, for, for uh, community dialogue, and, and I used it for that. Um, and then I took it a step further and would go on scenes, on the scene with the media and would be in the same room side by side with the camera at City Hall, going live as an independent. And they would look at me and with this look of like, who are you? Where are you getting this equipment from? Because, you know, I had newer equipment, I had technology that they weren't well versed in yet. 2016, there were very few people, very few news stations uh, using live stream software to go live on Facebook. That wasn't in their model yet. And, you know, I, I, I did this, I mean, I, I got hired at, 
I got hired from a company at CBS out in uh, Louisiana to, just to help them start their live stream uh, social uh, engagement strategy. Um, I mean, there are many, the, 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 like to be a pioneer, it, it was exciting for me. I, I take pride in um, to, to be an African-American um, with this knowledge. So first off, I don't, I don't qualify myself as a part of the, of the media, even though media is a part of my business name. I don't, I'm not a part of the broadcast media, um, and, which is why you, you, you won't see me at, uh, next to the broadcast media as much. You know, there are rare moments where I'm, we're in the same room. Um, it's when a client calls me to do a live stream and then they happen to be there because it's one of those major announcements or something. It feels great to, to be disassociated with the media. What I understand about the broadcast media is a fraternity. Very few people get to just walk in to join this fraternity. Um, and I didn't join the fraternity. I started my own. And when I come into the room and I see this, the, the, the different fraternities and their, their groups, you know, I, 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 I take pride in that. I have my own group, you know. Um, again, I know and I know they know at the time when I, was, when I started to do this that I was doing something, I was disrupting their industry. I didn't just come and knock on and say, hey, can I be a part of it? I disrupted the broadcast industry. So there was someone in this town that had a meeting and said, who is that guy? I know they had the meeting. Or they had a discussion in an elevator. <laughs> who is this tall black kid showing up to every event with technology going live? And he's, he got to be in there. Everybody's shaking his hand. He knows the people. He's not just here. You know, he, I know they had the conversation. I take pride in that. I take pride in not working for anyone. I mean, I, that's, I wake up in the morning and I get to like, create, I get to do what I want to do for me, that's, that is, um, that's my success story. That's not something that I wake up and publicly just go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm successful today. I don't like to do that. Don't like to brag about it. I remember when I wasn't as successful, I remember the feeling of really not being acknowledged. I remember being in newsrooms with a cool pics Nikon camera when my ex was on TV and she was DJing and I was just in the room just in the newsroom at Fox in San Antonio taking pictures and video and like these guys are with their DSLR. I didn't know what a DSLR was or anything and they were just in there with these big cameras and I'm just snapping photos like gosh somebody recognized me. I had a little Wi-Fi on my camera and I, I would take a picture of guests and would send them the photo I thought I was doing so I had technology. I was like yo I just took a photo of you with this camera and I just sent it to your phone. That was in 2015 I was doing that and you know, not being acknowledged. So now here, fast forward to be in a situation where I, my phone is blowing up for work and people, you know, I, that's a that's success to me. Um, I built something from nothing. I get a lot of work because I'm consistent. I'm professional. I'm on time. I'm before time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I show up before the opportunity exists and I present myself. Here we are in No Studios. I'm wearing a No Studios hoodie. I remember the first day a year ago when No Studios was just about to open. And the first day they opened, I stood outside with equipment and I, I offered myself to No Studios.
I said to myself, I said, hey, um, this would be a great, I actually said to no students, I'm sorry, this, no, live streaming would be a great technology for this, this space. This grand opening should be streamed live on Facebook. They allowed me to do it, free of charge. You know, um, I, I, I was able to get inside of a space before anybody else got inside of here with, with all these cameras and I got to do what I do best. They, got to, they saw it um, and then they put it back in them, their mind and they went on and then, you know, months later they had an event where they needed something streamed live and they remembered me. And after I did the event, I had a conversation and said, hey, we could do more of these. You know, so I'm, I'm yes, you see me with a camera, but I'm not like your average cameraman. You know, um, and so I don't even like to be called a cameraman. It, it really is not an insult to me, but deep down I'm insulted if you just call me a cameraman. Um, because I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. And if you just look at a cameraman, you could easily write me off as a guy in a room with a camera. And you won't see the, the genius in what I'm doing. Um, you don't see the disruption. You just see a guy with a camera. Hell, why am I even in the room? Look how I'm dressed. I don't have to follow any rules. You know, uh, like, I don't think people like get it when they see me. And, I'm, and, I, and, and I had a conversation with a, a mentor about this. It's like, I don't do a good job of explaining what I'm doing. You know, I don't brag. I don't get online and tell my story as much as people do these days. And so it's easy for my story to be, you don't, you don't hear it or you don't even, you can miss it. You could see me and write me off as, again, just a guy with a camera and not know. It's like, you know, people say, he's in all these rooms. You're everywhere, man. Everywhere I see you, man. You're all over the place. But you're not, you're not, you're not putting it together, though. My journey um, to where I am now um, was, was a struggle in the sense that I didn't go to college to learn the this, this skill that I'm offering now. Um, I, I had to trial and error, you know. Um, I couldn't sell this to anyone until I knew it worked. So I spent a year doing what I'm doing now for free. You know, um, I went around and tested this with many people. Um, and I failed many of times. But I was persistent and, and I was consistent. And, um, and I didn't fail as much as I've succeeded. Um, and I've done a lot of live streams. And so when it comes to streaming live, I'm the expert. Manpower Group is a global <laughs> company and they consult with me on live streaming. When they need live streams for their space, they call me to produce it. Um, it's politics for that, <laughs> but I was, at the, I was there. I learned this technology at the right time and I've become an expert and so people seek me out for my expertise. TV, they have the ability to disrupt a program and go live, but how often do they do that? Most of the time, the broadcast is, is recording for an evening or a noon telecast, you know. Um, the, 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 the thing that I offer to the community is the engagement piece that you can't get from TV. 
you, you can watch a TV program and you can throw a TV at the shoe at the TV, <laughs> you know, when you're angry at it, but that's it. You know, TV can't talk back to you. And what we, what, what social media is, is allowing is for is, uh, this engagement, this conversation to take place in the comment section. Um, that does more for, <laughs> you know, a, a, a company, a business, an organization um, than TV could offer. I, mean, I haven't even scratched the surface with, with advertising, you know, the things that you could do with advertising on, on, on live streaming as opposed to what they're doing on TV. You can pay for a, a commercial to air on TV a certain amount of times, but, but through a live stream, they can see it forever. I think that, I think that no studio's success is dependent upon its ability to connect with the community. Um, I, don't, I don't think that you know, studios will be successful if, if it just becomes a space for corporate entities to come in and hang out and do, throw events and rent out the space. Um, I think that, I know that they built it to be able to connect it with the community. And I think that that's why they put people in place in certain roles um, to be able to do that. Um, I think that I fit in that spectrum of people that you know come in to help connect them with the community. I started Power Forward Media uh, to support the community. You know, I didn't know how you know, the business model of media and anything. When I started this, I didn't start this to be rich. I started this because I saw the need immediately. Sherman Unrest, 2016. There were media outlets showing up in this community like we've never seen it before. Who's here to tell our story? You know, I don't know any of these people. And they're talking to people that look like me and getting a bunch of stuff. There were people reaching out to me from countries I've never heard of, just saying, can we get footage? It's like, who are these people? You know, what is this? I've never been a part of anything like that, but that woke me up. I was like, man, we, uh, I, want, I want my own stuff. You know, I had just got cameras, but I didn't know what I was gonna do with it. But then immediately after that happened, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be there for the community. Problem is, the community can't afford that, or the community doesn't value that. The community doesn't respect, and there are people in this community that show up to events, they document it for years. Do they get paid? No. Do they, are they appreciated? Maybe. You know, and I can't be that. And I made that very clear when I, when I was, as I came up with all the epiphanies, they all happened around the same time. I wasn't going to be a guy in the community working for free offering a service of this magnitude and not being appreciated, not being compensated, even though you want this. And so I had to be very real about this situation. You know, there was a moment of doing stuff for free and just giving back to the community and that ended after a year when I said to myself, hey, I want to be able to pay bills. I want to be able to eat food and not worry. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to have comfort like you guys. So there's going to be a fee attached to this. I think the, the, the community doesn't appreciate what I do for a few reasons. They could pull out a phone and say, I can do it myself, you know, and we're living in a, a, an era where that's true. <laughs> like you can pull out a phone, take pictures and video, and you can say you, you, you've, you, you've documented stuff. And there are people that do that and don't need me. Um, 
But the difference is, you know, is I'm, I'm a salesperson. So I'm selling to them that that's terrible, you know, and I'm providing, like, I'm able to back it up with using my equipment and showing people like, yo, you, you can't be no studios and have photos from phones at your major events. You can't be the biggest church in Milwaukee and you're not streaming live, but the churches that you associate with around the country are doing it. I'm a salesperson, you know, so um, I'm able to, to, to prove to the community why you need this, but you, why you have to pay for it as well. And, and, and it's understood, but I think the problem is in this community of media independence, we don't know how or have the courage to, to fight for what our value. Say, hey, this is what I'm worth. I want this. Everybody's not a businessman with a camera. I've did my own business for, since high school. I've, my principal had to pay me to DJ our prom. I got paid to do prom, you know, so, and I didn't go. So, but I already under, I understand business. I understand that people make money. And the truth of it is, as I see white people every day offer a service to the community, black, white community, any community, and they get paid a lot of money and it's overlooked. They don't have to give back to the community. They make a lot of money every day because they have equipment and they get to put it all around the city in different rooms. Well, my plan for the future is to have built something that doesn't have to beg for money to survive, to have built something that can support young people and the ability to do what I wanted to do with this. But it, it, it costs money and, and like, you're not gonna see a Fox 6 News out here. I mean, you, you got people like the, the Milwaukee Independent doing what you're doing. And hopefully I'm, I can build something that can support what you're doing. But again, I, I don't know where you get your support from. When I was out here looking for support, it didn't exist. So I have to tell myself, I have to make a lot of money right now in order for something to be built that doesn't need to be like I got to write a grant to somebody and hope that I don't want to live like that. There are people out here, again, making $10,000 a day, providing a simple service, speakers in a room, microphones, they get paid and they keep doing this for these major rooms. They keep doing it and I'm watching them do it. And I said, I can do that, too, with the service I'm providing and still give back, still support these, non these, these community based organizations that are doing great work and they need someone like myself. You know, I, it's a beautiful thing to see young people behind cameras providing the service. And, and that's what I'm creating. I'm creating a, a, a community of young media entrepreneurs or, you know, I'm creating the next new phase, the, the next wave of new media. You know, uh, I have the, my vision at one point, and it still is, it, it can happen now. But my vision at one point was to be able to walk into a room with, and set up, and by the time the events, you know, the press conference got started, you know, you couldn't tell who was who. You couldn't tell my team from the media. You couldn't tell if, they wouldn't even have space to set up their cameras. Is the, the, I want to be, I want to have 10 cameras in a room and just, by the time Fox and 12 and then 50, they get there, they can't even set up. And they're just pissed off. Because they can, I can do that now.
Have I done it yet? No, because I'm just waiting on the, the, the best time to do it. That's fun for me. That's just a fun thing to do. I think that would be inspiring to someone watching. I think that people in the community will finally get the, get, they will get it then. Like, you know, the human side of me does want people to see that as an independent black man, I had a vision like this. And this was a very big vision for a black man to have. And I kind of did it and I'm still doing it with very little help. It's hard, you know, as one person with a vision and you're still trying to build something, you know, you have this big vision and like, yeah, I want to take on the broadcast. I mean, who does that? You know, no one even wakes up with that kind of dream and I, and I kind of did it. So now I'm kind of trying to keep it alive. Like, I don't want to just wake up and be like, you know, no, no, power forward media. We don't want to. I would be embarrassed. <laughs> like, I, I would feel like I just, you know, start. So I don't want to do that. So I'm trying to keep it going and it's working. Do I know where I'm going to, where it's going to be in 10 years? I don't even know where social media is going to be in 10 years. You know, I have a social media business. That's the scariest part about anything is my business is kind of dependent upon the life of social media. <laughs> you, know, if, if all, you know, we don't know. Like social media could just end tomorrow. Like this thing, just some judgment at court and Facebook is shut down, you know, and, and that's a part of my, that, if you, if you ask me like, what are the struggles? Well, that's one of them. You know, it's like I'm selling live streams to people with the internet. Well, the internet is, it's finicky. Like you could, the internet could stop working one day. I had just dealt with that this last week, you know, where this Facebook views, they, no one got a view on Facebook this sun, Sunday. If you went live on Sunday and you were at church or you were anybody going live on Sunday, you got zero views. For, for me, my business, that's catastrophic. And I had to fix that because they don't understand that, that there could be a Facebook issue. Yeah, there was, there was one, a nationwide one this Sunday. And I had to, that's my business, you know, but that's fun for me. You know, because it's, it's like it's something that I understand and I get to be an expert in it and I'm teaching young people how to do it um, to become experts. And my, my, my little idea, you know, is, is growing.